Live and welcome into another episode of Wash coming to you from Jay Gruden's Backyard Barbecue Bash. What a shaking DJ. <laughs> welcome in. Well, yeah, we are we are back. It's been a been a little bit of a layoff again, but uh, you know, things get in the way, weddings or whatever. Let's see what's going on, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had to do it, man. Yeah, selfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh no, I mean I, I you know, it's been uh been a little while and stuff. I think a lot of different things has happened, but the big one obviously that just happened tonight was are the 49ers for real? <laughs> 49ers are for real. Big, big, huge win tonight against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Monday Night Football in Santa Clara. The place was rocking. They won 31-3, to and they dominated that game from the first snap. I mean, they just pushed them off the line, gave ba- uh, Baker Mayfield all kinds of trouble tonight, and Sheesh. it was Niners from the get-go, man. Yeah, I mean, there's been obviously a lot of different Twitter talk with Baker, and he's, he's overrated and this or that, and I'll be, I'll be honest, I was, on, I was on Baker's side for a while. I was definitely on Baker Island. I, I, I love the energy that he brought and stuff. I thought I thought that he was an immediate impact player last year as a rookie. And then you get and then you give him someone like an Odell Beckham Jr. Nick Chubb is turning into an instant star and stuff, but goes to show I uh offensive offensive line is kind of important in the NFL. I mean Yeah, you kinda of have Jesus. to block and stuff. It's pretty crazy. He is running for his life and I and look, he's he's not playing well. The simple fact is he's not playing well. He he's making one read and he's and he looks scared and he's getting out of there and I mean if you, when, you, when you have those kind of weapons you should be doing better but he is running and I think tonight again obviously they have a terrible all line but the 49ers defensive line it might be the best in the NFL it's it's crazy like obviously we, there was so much talk about the first round picks but that's that's a scary scary sight I wouldn't want to be a quarterback <laughs> <laughs> no I don't think Baker wants to be one after tonight either. he's gonna he's gonna wash this one off but uh maybe go walk on somewhere else <laughs> yeah he might Plant play, play a flag at somebody else's 50-yard <laughs> yeah. line. But uh, to touch on your Baker point, man, yeah, he, you know, coming into the league, you know, a lot of winning qualities. We were both talking about him earlier in the shows. And uh, he just he just hasn't been able to get it together. Like you said, he's won one read and he's looking to scramble and trying to make something play out of the pocket. Uh, but his line is just collapsing. Um, and every game they've had, except for last week against the Ravens, they haven't really been able to get in a, in a rhythm with all that weapons from top to bottom. The talent on that roster, they should not be playing this bad. And uh, three points on Monday Night Football, that's just not acceptable with Landry, yeah. Chubb, you know, Odell Beckham. And, and the talent they do have on the defensive side of the ball with Miles Garrett and some of their other skill players. So pretty crazy stuff. But to talk about the Niners, that front seven is is flying all over the field. They're physical. They're playing mean. And uh, like you said, the Niners are for real, man. I think they're a couple, you know, a couple another wins on the road away from possibly getting into a wild card or winning the division. I mean, yeah. this is pretty crazy to say for a team that last year and the last couple of years really have really struggled and they've been trying to build their roster little by little. But uh, that defense is really, really, really physical. Yeah, I mean, uh, Magaban can play. I mean, Nick Bosa can, can play a little football. I mean, I don't care what color hat he's going to wear, but uh, they got the guy can play some football. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the crazy thing is, I mean, when you really – Take a take a step back and look at it. Honestly, uh, the Niners' decision, in a way, kind of came down to Nick Bosa or Odell Beckham Jr. There was a chance that they could have traded for him, that they could have gotten Odell, given Jimmy G that true number one and a superstar. I, I don't care what Odell's number are, numbers are right now, and he had another bad game. He had a fumble on punt return tonight, but the guy is a, he might be the one of the top five most athletic players the NFL has ever seen. He's a star, but. In order to get, to get him, the Niners, were, the Niners would have had to trade the number two pick. 
they would have had to give up that chance of getting a Nick Bosa and everything. And a lot of people did say, do you need another defensive lineman? Another one. Yes, it shows the importance. that This is a passing league, right? Uh, this is a passing league. And if you can get after that quarterback, you're going to be fine. The Niners, I think, had like two interceptions last year. That's insane. That, that, that's JV stuff. They had two interceptions the whole year. And, and you're looking at guys like Richard Sherman that are looking revitalized. They're looking back like, like he was the same guy from the Seahawks three, four years ago. You know, different things like that and stuff. And that, and that all starts with the defensive line. Uh, I, I uh, look. I mean, I, I was a, a I'm a secondary guy in my, in my heart. I I I got a lot of love for DBs, but I think that uh, it really starts with the defensive line first, and then that supplements the DBs, not the other way around. Absolutely, yeah. The the defensive line is really just just separating themselves and getting to the quarterback. They're they're from the snaps. They're just really pushing them back. Armstead's got plenty of length. Bosa's got strength, length, and he's extremely fast off the ball. Buckner's playing well. Uh, they're getting contributions from everyone up up and down that that secondary as well. But yeah, that front seven they they can hit you, they can cover. They're very you know their their schemes have been really good. They they're not blitzing as much. Uh, they're kind of mixing it up a little bit because that defensive they line they don't need to blitz. They got yeah. everything down. Yeah, Bosa, Ford, Buckner, Armstead looks looks like an actual first round talent. Yeah, he again. does. I mean, Buckner came in as one of the most underrated players in football. The fact that he wasn't on the whole little NFL top one hundred thing was an absolute joke. The guy's one of the one of the best interior defensive linemen in the game, and then you can put Bosa, Bosa and D Ford on the outside. Nah, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna pass on that if I'm a quarterback. <laughs> uh, I'd way rather be a backup punter at this point. <laughs> no thanks. But but really, I think that what we've just talked about and what they, I think what everyone's gonna talk about is, I think a lot of people, you know, going into this game were okay. How real are are the Niners? They they beat. A Mason Rudolph led Steelers. They beat the Bengals. They beat another. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Bucks. Jameis so, threw three oh, picks on opening who, day. Yeah, it was opening yeah. day too. So it was, it was really kind of rusty Jameis that's not used to Bruce Arians' offense yet and things like that. So it was okay. You're beating these kind of downtrodden teams, and the Browns haven't been great, but they are full of talent. I mean, to me, this did open my eyes a little bit. And again, the Browns—they're just—they're they have no rhythm right now. They're out of whack. But it had to kind of give us a radar of really what this team is as far as the Niners. Yeah, de- tonight definitely made it seem like they were real. Uh, like you said, the first two wins were against you know sub subpar teams, but you know the first two games were on the road, and anytime you can win a win a road game in the National Football League, you're doing something right. But yeah, Jameis Winston being rusty, like you said, and uh, you know Mason Rudolph led Steelers, not the same team with a couple guys missing. Um, but tonight definitely solidified that, made it real, and. You know the Niners are Niners and the Patriots are the only two undefeated teams That's that are insane. still left. So we're talking yeah, about the New sound, England Patriots and the San Francisco Forty ers are the only two undefeated teams left in the National Football League. So it's pretty pretty crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, the running game tonight for the Niners, the D line and the O line was what what made this game. Yeah, you know uh, they had a hundred, like, over two hundred yards rushing as a team. You know, Breed and Coleman both played great. Two different styles of the house, players. The first play of the game. Yeah, first play of the game, eighty three yard burst. You know, Brita had two total touchdowns tonight. Coleman had a touchdown tonight and almost 100 yards, 97 yards. And Raheem Mostert even had 34 yards on seven carries. Raheem! Right, five yards a carry. And, and Kittle and Where's Mike. your Mostert jersey? Yeah, where is it? <laughs> I'm actually sitting on my couch right now wearing a Colin Kaepernick Niners jersey. Oh, so. Niner faithful, baby. Oh, definitely excited. But, you know, Kittle and Goodwin are definitely Life involved in the running game as well. They were involved in a couple of jet sweeps. So... 
that was, that was also good. But, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo tonight had plenty of time in the pocket. They're giving him plenty of time to make short intermediate throws. Didn't turn the ball over. He had two touchdowns. More of a, a game manager type game, but he didn't really have to do much because the game was out of hand so early on. He doesn't need to be perfect, and that's the thing. Right? People look at his contract and this or that. Look, Garoppolo has talent. He 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 just does. And, and you know the the guy. Yeah, he he's thrown a good, a good amount of picks this year, and and, uh, and he almost had another one tonight. And this or that. Yeah, he doesn't have a true number one outside of George Kittle, so he doesn't have a true number one, number one receiver. He's still coming out. It's been pretty much a little over a year now from from the torn ACL and everything, and the guy just doesn't have that much that many NFL starts under his belt. But I think he's now started fourteen games in the NFL. I'm, I think I'm just kind of guessing on that one, but I'm pretty sure it's fourteen. And he's won twelve of them. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take that any day, you know. But but the guy's he's twenty seven now, something like that. And so sure, he's not one of these guys that are twenty three, twenty four, whatever. But uh, but he's still getting the game under his belt, and especially in a complex offense like Kyle Shanahan's, he's gonna get better and better, and he doesn't need to be perfect. If you have a, a two-headed monster like a, a Coleman and a Brita, you have a defense like that's just flat on the ball, they shouldn't be asking him to be a superstar. They should be asking him to, to get the things done and just orchestrate a winning game. Simple as that. Simple as that. He's winning football games. You know, Ever since he's been with the Niners, he's been winning football games, and that's all that really matters. Uh, big, big thing, though, is just... Coming from the Patriots, being in Tom Brady's shadow a little bit, being the backup those couple who? years. Yeah, who? Who is that guy? Uh, but, you know, th- th- that's tough. A lot of pressure is put on you inherently just by being his backup and being on that team. So he's kind of gotten a bad rap for being rusty, but the guy's coming off a torn ACL. Well, his, it's, it's funny, the, the, the two Brady backups with him and uh, Jacoby Brissett have oh, been man. pretty good this really year. Really good. Some of the league's best, really. I mean, Brissett's uh, going into this last weekend against the Chiefs. He was, you know, tied for first in touch. Touchdown passes. Yeah, where's Brian Hoyer? Where's he at? Where's he at? <laughs> Legend. Matt Castle. Where are they all at? Where are these guys at? Why don't they have lunch sometimes? Yeah, they probably do. Yeah, they, they, they go on the, the TB12 water and nothing else. Diet. Avocado ice cream. Jesus Christ. So, going back to the Niners real quick. <laughs> their, schedule, their schedule coming up looks pretty light. I mean, they got the Rams at Los Angeles, which is going to be a really tough game. We'll get to that in a second. But then they got the, the Redskins, the Panthers at home, the Cardinals. Then they play the Seahawks. So, I mean, they could win three out of their next four games. They're, they're all winnable games. That's yes, and, and, and like we said, they're one of two undefeated teams left. Right. But, uh, and they're obviously, they obviously are leading the NFC West. They have the, the best record in the, in the NFC. All these things. Yeah. Which is great. Don't get me wrong. All and, good things. And, and people can see what they, what they want about the schedule so far and, and this or that. Who is in front of you? Is who you play, and you gotta beat them. What? Yeah, it's just that's how it works, man. And they they can't control that. But until they beat the Rams, until they beat the beat the Seahawks, the record's gonna be good. It's gonna matter. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not. I'm not just just thrown out the door. But until they beat the Rams, until they beat the Seahawks, it's, they're not the kings of the NFC West yet. They're not. No, they're, they're definitely not. No. So I, they I haven't think, been for a while. Yeah. Obviously. We, we knew that this, that this game tonight was a, a big test on Monday Night Football, under the bright lights, all these things against a very talented roster. But the Rams, the Rams, what they they went to the Super Bowl. They they've kind of, you know, really kind of taken control of that conference the last year, year and a half, and they they haven't been great so far. But hell, they still have a lot. They still have a lot of talent, and it's on the road. You said right. It's at LA. It's, it's at the Coliseum it, next it, week, and they've lost two games in a row. So they're yeah, gonna be they're, they're definitely gonna be fired up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be hard for. For a Sean McVay 
Rams team to lose three games in a row. I would say very tough. I, you know, I, I it's I, I hate the whole that they're due kind of thing, but they kind of seem like like they're they're due for uh, to, to kind of break that and kind of give everyone else a taste of hey we're we're still here we're still here we're, for we're sure. still pretty damn good yeah but the biggest team to me is is the Seahawks and yeah the Seahawks I mean Russell Wilson like we were talking off air a few minutes ago uh, Russell Wilson right now is in the in the he's, lead for an MVP I think he is he's, the MVP. He's, he's the MVP right now absolutely I, I, I it's, he he gets so. Uh, I'm not, the, the guy. The guy is a, obviously a big name guy. The guy's a star. The guy's a superstar. So I don't want to be. People don't talk about Russell Wilson enough. He's he's underrated. This and that. But there's something about him that does um, still kind of go a little under the radar. He you know he's he doesn't have the the, the, the same kind of uh, he's has he has the flash the way he plays. But I would say that his name isn't up there with Mahomes with Brady with these different guys right now, and he is. He's unreal, man. He is unreal. I think. I think you know. Once all those big, big time defensive players left and Doug Baldwin retired, they don't really have a lot of weapons. So he kind of gets. Who's kind of? Who's just throwing the ball? Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett DK Metcalf, and, and Will Disley. Yeah, who's Will Disley? My science teacher. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! I I never heard of the guy until until week three when I picked him up off the waiver wire. Right in fantasy, yeah. Yeah. You know, Rashad Penny's been banged up. He hasn't been playing a lot. And Chris Carson's been one of the best running backs in the NFL. But until last week, he wasn't really heavily involved in the passing game. He's more of a, a grinded out kind of back. Um, so Wilson, you know, is really make, getting the best out of his players. He's kind of reminding me right now of what Tim Duncan was in the NBA. Wow. Someone that does everything the right way. It's He wins over and over again. He's super consistent. A complete champion, like on and off the field, but just doesn't do it in a way where you're going to talk little, about. A little shorter. A little shorter. Yeah. Have you seen Tim Duncan recently? Yeah. He's, he's, he's like full assistant coach, like not wearing a suit or anything. He's wearing like the cutoff and the shorts. He's got like predator hair with, with, with gray in there. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. He's sprinkling, <laughs> sprinkling a little salt and pepper in there. A little there. salt and pepper it's Duncan, like, dude. It's like, dude, just, just go to the Bahamas and relax. Yes. Like, yeah, you don't have to coach right now. Just take right. take we, some time off. Like, we, we get it. Yeah. But uh, I, that's, that's something that I never thought of but I, but I like that you know again someone that you know he was quiet he did his job he might not have married someone like Sierra but, Future. <laughs> but uh, you know but he was someone that did kind of the guy's gonna win every time he's gonna put up unreal numbers he's gonna be a top five player in the league year after year after year after year no matter how much or how little people talk about him you know Duncan might be the greatest power forward of all time, yeah. but when when you're BSing with your buddies, when you're on Twitter, whatever, how much are you actually talking about Tim Duncan? Never. No, because the, the, the guy went out the backboard 18 times a game and, and dominated. But, you know, he wasn't going to be the guy that has the, the flashy stats or anything like that. So Russell Wilson can run around the field and have some flash, but it's not Mahomes doing no look and throwing the ball behind his back. No, it's definitely not. A little um, bit different. A little bit different. A little, little bit different. But, you know, they always have a great team up there. And, I, you know, those, those two dates coming at the end of the year, you know, November 11th, and they're playing them right the last regular season of the game after Marcus Christmas, Sunday, December 29th at Seattle. Uh, that's going to be a really tough game. But As, yeah. long, as long as Russell Wilson is your quarterback, as long as Pete Carroll is your coach, and as long as you can literally play a game in Seattle, you're, you're going to be good. Yeah, we've been to a game there together. That was one of the craziest yeah. environments. You know, we went there a few years back, you know, uh, and it was one of the lo- the 12th man, one of the loudest stadiums I've yeah. ever been in, one of the craziest game day experiences. Yeah, they're booing, pump, pass, and kick with girls. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, that's a, that's a tough, tough couple of games coming up for them. But, yeah, next week at Los Angeles I think will be the biggest game. You know, like you said, every game – 
uh, that they play is the only one they're focused on. But, you know, as fans and as, as people that watch these games, you know, we're, we're always looking ahead. So, But the Niners are off to a great start. So that was, it's a lot of fun to watch. And good to see, you know, the stadium in Santa Clara filling up because the last couple of years it's been like an A's game out there. Yeah, and that, that, that's something that I, that I want to hit on too. The... Ever, pretty much ever since Levi Stadium was created, and, and I'll be honest, at first I was down on Levi Stadium. Number one because it's in freaking Santa Clara, and who and who wants to go to a Santa Clara Niners game? It's it's ridiculous. It's out of it's it's just out of your way, and 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 I think it sucks that that they're not in San Francisco. It and it always will, and you know, and a lot of the times they just it, the place just wasn't packed, and and uh, and it wasn't built very well for day games. It just wasn't as far as looking at the shade. And the sun and different things like that, but if you can have a five o'clock game with a damn good team, that place is gonna be rocking. Uh, and they they haven't had a good product in the field to be cheering about for a while, you know. So they're like this this probably was this this was probably the biggest game in Levi Stadium history so far. I would agree with for that. the Niners. I would agree with I that. Mean, yeah, the, you I, worked the Clemson Bama national championship game, and, and that and that's what gave me the the, the first look at. Dude, if you can play a game in a prime time time at at five o'clock something like this with fans that are rocking, it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be loud. The Clemson fans there had that place, literally. It was it was off the charts, and it kind of gave me a heads up as far as okay, if if the Niners can one day start to turn this thing around a little bit and and, and ride the freaking Jimmy G Kyle Shanahan wave, this is gonna be a fun place to watch a game, and so. Uh, all the all the pictures you're gonna see on Twitter of, of look around through this places or or whatever, that's gonna start to go away. This team is damn good. There is a, a a huge fan base in the entire Bay Area and beyond. And now that they had the right team, it's gonna be a fun place to watch a game for sure. So uh, I I I'm I'm starting to not come around of Levi Stadium forever by any means. They give give me candlestick. All right, I'll take candlestick any day of the week. I will for sure wear we're sixteen jacket and go back to cancel if I have to. But I I just wanted people to understand like Levi Stadium will be just fine. Okay, just have a, <laughs> have a, have a good team. Yeah, just have a good team. That helps. That's winning solves a lot of things. So yeah. So uh, you know, going into week five here, at the NFL. Um, any surprises so far? I mean, outside of the Bay Area teams, you know, the Raiders are off to a pretty good start as well, going three and two, beating a couple of really tough teams. Um, but I mean, you know, just in the in the whole league, is any team surprising you? What's your biggest surprise so far? Well, uh, I think I think one, I, I, there's number one. We we saw one tonight with with the Browns. Uh, there's a lot of talent, and uh, and and I think it just goes to show that you know having the consistency with 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 a coaching staff and with different things like that, it really helps. You know, and and this is year three of Kyle Shanahan at, at the helm uh, of Jimmy G actually being ingrained in, into a system of John Lynch. Of the, of, it's now it's actually their draft class, so that that helps a lot, you know. And and it is year two of John Gruden, and and, and we we've been talking about that, you know. And I'm surprised that that they're three and two for sure. Um, I thought that uh, another AFC West team that surprised me a little bit. I thought that the Broncos weren't going to be good because I think Joe Flacco is pretty much uh, water trash at at this point, but. I thought that their defense was going to be. Watch athlete of the week, Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh god, that'd be that'd be rough. <laughs> Joe did not expect a medal in your freaking mail this week, but I, he's elite. Dude. He's I, an elite quarterback. Yeah, that's that's one word for it. <laughs> but I thought that the defense would be better, and obviously it sucks yes. that it, it, having Bradley Chubb hurt right away hurts a lot. 
but uh, but having Vic Fangio as as your head coach, and, and he deserved a, a chance to be, to be a head coach. You know, I I think that I think a lot of Niners people thought that he should have been the head coach instead of Jim Tom Sula. Once once that opening was there, um, uh, obviously we saw what he could do with a defense in Chicago, but. Is he a coordinator? Is he a head coach? We don't know that yet. And, and, and I think a lot of new coaches, it's kind of showing. Is Freddie Kitchens, is he, is he just a coordinator? Can, can, can he play call plays? Or can that guy actually lead a football team? It's looking, especially with a lot of the post-game stuff we've been watching before we went on the air here, it, it looks a lot like he's a coordinator. He's more of a guy behind the scenes, calling plays. I'm sure he's, he's a good coach. He's got big coordinator energy so far. Yeah, big coordinator energy. But, you know, if you're going to be a head coach, especially in the NFL, in all sports, really, you got to run the room. you got to communicate. Yeah. you got to motivate your guys. And, he, you know, he, he just doesn't seem like a guy that's going to communicate very well. Yeah, you know, I, I think a head coach is a lot more like – I honestly don't know why it's just a baseball term, but but manager, you know what I mean. You gotta be able to to delegate to these other coaches and to players, and it's just a way different ballgame than being just a, a a coordinator, an assistant coach, or whatever. But another surprise for me is what the hell is going on with with the Falcons. Yeah, that's a team that, you know, we talked early on in a couple episodes here and just a lot, you know, we were just talking shop about football. We talked about the Falcons being a potential, you know, NFC wild card, kind of like a, you know, a team that can make a run with all that offensive firepower. They they don't, they look worse than the Browns offensively right now. I mean, the, I mean Matt Ryan is is turning the ball over. He's getting sacked. The running game, Devontae Freeman is playing awful. Give me some points. I got Calvin Ridley. I got Julio Jones. Yeah. Matty yeah. Ice. Matty Ice. God, more like Matty Melted Ice. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Jesus, dry ice. I don't know what's going on here. I can't think of any other ices. Yeah. Schmirnoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take it. taking a knee. God, <laughs> yeah. The guy needs to get iced. <laughs> He's terrible right now. Yeah, the, the Falcons definitely yeah. have been a big surprise. I think in, in, the, in the way of good surprises, I think the Colts have been a really, really cool story with – with you know Andrew Luck taking taking his time to get away from the game of football, yeah. and Jacoby Brissett filling in and and really just doing a great job with that team. You know they they already had a great offensive line. They had a great. That's um, the craziest part of, about the, about like the whole Luck thing to me is the guy got his ass kicked for so long, and, and now they have a good. And line. it literally ruined his his love of the game, and and it just broke down his body physically and mentally. Yeah. And and I will never fault him for for no. for him walking away that like he was beaten down mentally and physically, and that's fine. That, that, that's that, totally that, fine. His decision. It was his decision. But now, the, the, these last two years, they've actually kind of started to build this line. They, they drafted Quentin uh, Nelson last year, who the guy's an animal. If you have him and I think uh, Costanzo on the same line, it, it's kind of like what, what we're talking about with the 49ers uh, defensive line. I don't want to be a quarterback. If I'm facing the Colts, I don't want to be a deep alignment. No, like, you're getting pushed these, back. These guys are freaking pummers, Yeah, man. Marlon Mack, big physical back as well. You know, they have two great tight ends in, in Doyle and Ebron and then T.Y. Hilton and Pascal and some of their, you know, smaller receivers as well. I mean, they, they could put points up him. Brissett doesn't turn the ball over like no. we talked about. And uh, they've been a really cool surprise. And they went in last night to Arrowhead and beat the, the Patrick Mahomes-led, Andy Reid-led Chiefs in a, in a Sunday night game that no one was expecting that. No. That 19-13, uh, old-school power football, we're going to control the clock and wear you down and keep your best player on the sidelines. Yeah, it, it seems like, that, that, like the Colts have a little bit of that energy of, uh, you know, no one believed in us. We, we, we had this whole thing. 
once once luck retired abruptly, it, it seemed like all right, who who are we who are we gonna give the, what quarterback are we gonna give them in a mock draft? You know, they're yeah. they're gonna be a top three pick next year and everything. And you know, I mean, honestly, good for Jacoby Brissett, good for Frank Wright for riding riding the ship right now. So. It'll be really interesting to see how far they go. I, I think that they were obviously a really good combination of uh, talent and uh, that, that football grit. <laughs> Real, a lot of football guys on that, on that team, for sure. So they, they have been an, uh, a pleasant surprise. Um, the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen. Yeah, all right. You know what? Speaking, speaking of, of the Bills, it's amazing that, that we look around the league at these different uh, these different running backs and wonder like what happened to these guys we just we just talked about the falcons and it's like i'm sure that a lot of the, a lot of fantasy owners are like what what happened to De- Devontae freeman and, and a bunch of these different guys we if if we think about it, or, or like you know like LaShawn mccoy is now a, a kind of a backup and on on the chiefs and this and that and he's a, a few years removed of being one of the Best talent in all the NFL, and then there's Frank Gore at 138 years old in his 58th year, 58th year in the NFL, still running for over 100 yards. The guy, the guy, literally might might run for another thousand yards. Yeah, he's he's a machine, man. He's not human. He's a Terminator. It doesn't he doesn't make get injured. Sense. He's just uh, just a complete professional. And you know, a lot of people don't talk about him. Again, another guy like Russell Wilson, like we talk about, just someone that's been doing it a long time, doing it just so consistently. Because he just gets four or five, four yards, five yards. And every, every, every time he gets hit, he falls. He's one of those guys, he falls forward. He, he climbs for the, for the extra yards. And to play that, that should be three yards, turns into six, literally just from him falling forward, grabbing the dirt for a second, and getting a few more yards. He, he's a borderline Hall of Famer, man. He is a Hall he's of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. No, 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 he's not a borderline. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm, I'm going to hate it if he's not in the Hall of Fame. ASAP as possible. Okay, he, if, if it's not first ballot, he better be in there soon after. the The football hall of fame is tough to get into. I think it's. I think that you need like an eighty percent vote to get in or something like that, and that, that's pretty damn high for sure. But the guy's a hall of famer. He's putting up numbers that only guys like Walter Payton and Emmitt Smith and Barry Sanders ever did. That's crazy, you know. And the guy is, and it's Frank Gore. It's Frank Gore. And, and again, like he's never gonna be a big name guy. That that's why we have to say, oh, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. And you look at these actual numbers. His company is all Hall of Famers. Yes, <laughs> was like the greatest of the great. Yeah. The guy came in with like no knees from Miami. Yeah. <laughs> no one thought he was gonna do this. He was a third round pick, based on just pure talent alone. And, and he could. And he. I mean, he had first round talent, but again. I think he had that terrible injury on Miami. And the guy has just been a workhorse in the NFL. It's amazing whether he's on the Niners or the Dolphins. He might have played for the Houston Oilers. I don't know how old the guy is. <laughs> Jesus. It's insane. He's probably going to play in the XFL in five years. <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> Whatever new football league they have, he's, he's going to be, a, yeah. it's gonna be, the, be the, uh, the GFL, the Gore Football League. <laughs> now that's something that I'd actually watch. I can get behind that. Yeah, I'll get way behind it. Maybe he'll wear a he hate me on the back of his jersey. <laughs> it just says five, five more yards. <laughs> that, that'll be his nickname. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, God. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that's a surprise. They have Josh Allen, at quarterback. Who's, I mean, what is he, the, the, the white Marcus Vick? I didn't say Michael, I said Marcus. <laughs> On purpose. Yeah. The, guy, the guy can't throw. You, know, you, you look at him, it's the funniest thing with, with all this draft talk, you know, and, and, and the way that uh, people look at certain quarterbacks. Uh, let's just say... Um, uh, the white, The white way. Uh, you, know, and then, you know, he's the, the big, tall quarterback with the, the arm that could throw the ball 200 yards or whatever. 
but he has no idea where it's going, and he's way better running the ball than throwing the ball. And uh, somehow they're winning right now. Uh, their defense is damn good. They have Frankie G at running back. They got Devin Singletary. <laughs> sure. John Brown. Why not John Brown? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think I just rejected a, a trade for John Brown. I should I should have took it. I don't know what I'm thinking. Fire me right now, folks. Bill's Mafia. Yeah, Bill's Mafia. Oh, my. That, Bill's Mafia the worst That's people. the biggest surprise every Sunday when I look at Twitter. Is, is that someone actually... What flaming table is that are they going to jump on? Is that someone actually alive? That's a Bill's fan? That's yeah. someone that we haven't had a, a massive like death from, uh, in Buffalo? They're, they're, they are the worst people in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. I, I, if I see one more video of someone trying to jump on a table and missing it, and I got a screenshot of someone's neck behind him like he's... Like in The Exorcist, <laughs> I'm out of here, dude. Take 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 your fireball, and, and get out of here. They, they are the worst. It's not even. It's not fun. It's not funny. It's so Don's a huge Bills fan. God, <laughs> Frankie G. <laughs> I'm a Frank Gore fan. I'm not a Bills fan. They embarrass me. An embarrassment to society. Any other surprises? Going full Costanza. We're living in society here, it's folks. The summer of George. God, summer of. Refugee, <laughs> but now that obviously they're uh, you know we're past the quarter mark now we're we're through five weeks, um, starting to see again it is early obviously but we are starting to see some some teams true colors, um, and it'll be interesting going forward. Uh, again, uh, we we talk with the NFC West and we're not gonna know what the Niners are until they play the Rams and until they play the Seahawks. Four no is four no, and it should be praised. Okay. It's, but until they play and until they beat those two teams, we're not fully going to know what they are. But, uh, you know, we, we are uh, getting, getting to that, uh, that kind of happy medium zone with the, with the NFL right at the same time that we're getting to some serious time baseball-wise, you know. And um, we're getting to the NLDS. The Yankees are the only team that have gone to the uh, championship series after sweeping the Twins tonight. And some crazy games. I, I think the biggest thing is... The, it's anyone's ball game in the National League. Yeah, both games are in a game five. Uh, great series back and forth. Um, two, four great teams, two great series. You know, uh, in the Nationals tonight, Scherzer was unbelievable uh, going against the Dodgers. You know, in a, in a win-or-go-home game at their place, you know, they, they lit uh, Rich Hill up. You know, they, they were all over the place tonight. Um, and Scherzer was, was fantastic. I mean, seven innings, seven Ks, one earned run. You know, coming off of a bullpen appearance, we shrug out the side in Dodger Stadium. You know, and he got roughed up in game in game one. Like, you know, he got roughed up in that wild card game, and ever since then, he's been lights out. Yeah, I, um, there's no way I was I was ever gonna like not think down, but not uh, expect him to do what he did tonight. I, I, if I see I got Scherzer or Stick Mountain, I'm, I'm I'm taking. Scherzer. I'm taking it. Yeah. I mean, any any time that the guy gets the ball in his hands, I'm expecting great things. Uh, and you know, I, I we we both talked about it. It might have been episode one or two or whatever when we we're talking about the whole Harper thing, with the Nationals were the best team in the league to be set up to lose somebody like him, to lose a superstar like him. You have three great starting pitchers in Scherzer, Strasburg. All right, Corbett's not great, but 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 he but he is good. He's got <laughs> he's got he's got top he, of the rotation. He's, 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 yeah, yeah. For, for him to be your number three, it's, in, it's pretty good. In a playoff good. series, that's a tough. That's a tough. Yes. I mean, the Dodgers. And, and, well, and, and their offense is still great. And, yeah. and I mean, the Dodgers have been absolutely dominant again in the regular season. But the Nationals very well could beat them. I think that I think honestly, if you're asking me right now, I think the Dodgers choke in Game Five. So who's your favorite team? Huh? Are you a Giants fan? Yeah. <laughs> no bias, right? No bias. No, but I really, no, but I really, 
if, if, if you really want to play that game, kind of like the A's in the playoffs yeah. the last couple of years, yeah, yeah. the last eight, ten years, whatever, you know, the Dodgers, they have the most talent. But I have a feeling that in the game five, they're going to start thinking about it. They've gotten eliminated on their home field the last couple of years. That I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the, pre- Ren- the pressure's on. The it, pressure's it, on. Look, obviously, the pressure's on for for both teams. But going going into the series, the Nationals definitely had a little bit of more of what do we have to lose? Yeah, they they, they had a little more of that. Everyone's cra- everyone has crowned the Dodgers to win the NL going into the World Series. They, everyone thinks it's going to be you know either Dodgers, Yankees, or Dodgers, Astros right now. Yeah, and, I, and, and no one's even considering teams like the Braves, the Cardinals. I was I was at the uh, the the Giants Dodgers finale the, the the last game of the regular season all that stuff I went I went to the uh, Dodgers clubhouse after the game actually, and I mean the main questions that people of course were asking Clayton Kershaw was about the playoffs and asking you know is there any more pressure the, uh, this time or you know do you guys you know uh, almost almost also at the same time it's a little bit opposite but do do you guys feel a little more relaxed now that you guys you know have had so much success and, and, and you guys have been so close the last two years. Do you guys feel like it's your third time? You know, it's almost, it's your time, it's your year. And, and it's kind of like, you know, oh no, you know, he, he gave the right answers as far as we believe in ourselves, this and that. But for a team that, that won that many games, uh, over a hundred games, again, that has that much talent, the, the outside pressures, they're just there. And, and, and the questioning is there. And it's tough to question a team like that, but until you, until you prove it, that you, that you are going to actually take home a, a title for the first time in over 30 years now, questions are still going to be there, man. And they, and they better beat the Nationals or it's, it's going to get louder and louder. It's going to get louder and louder. And like we've talked about before, I, I think they have the most talent in the Major League. I, oh, they're ridiculous. I think they're, they're I, phenomenal. I, I'm going to say that, you know, with, with I'm going to preface it by saying that. I just don't think that they have guys that, I mean, they're just going to... Yeah, you know, they fold when the pressure's on, and and I want winners. I want winners, but I <laughs> I also I also you know I don't know, but I think you know Scherzer could potentially try and do a Bumgarner uh, relief appearance in the in game DS? five. I, yeah, what what do the Nationals have to lose? They true, got nothing true, to lose, exactly. and Scherzer's gonna have his spikes on. He's gonna want one inning. Strasburg's done. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Oh, excuse me. He's speaking of guy of you know pulling a Bumgarner, Strasburg's numbers have been historically unreal in the playoffs. Yeah. The guy has like a zero something ERA I think now and like as a starter in the playoffs if if you want to get somebody to the ball right now he's he's, he's probably the he's guy. Your guy and, for and, sure. and and towards the end of the year he was actually a little better than Scherzer. I mean I I love Schultz. I think Scherzer still is one of the top 5 pitchers in the game and he has that bulldog mentality that you want in the playoffs. But but to have Scherzer, uh, not Scherzer, Strasburg on the mound and a do or die, pfft, take that any day. I'll take man. that any day of the week. I, I'm I'm taking the I'm taking an upset of the Nationals in Game Five. The one that that I think is a tough one and even weirder is the Cardinals Braves series. I think preseason I might have had the Cardinals even maybe going to the World Series either. They didn't win the Nationals. I think that I had them uh, out of. The National League, but I had, I wrongly had Paul Goldschmidt winning the MVP, but then once the pre, once the playoffs start, I did too. I had the Braves going to the World Series. I did. I, I love their lineup. I think they have so much, so much good, actually great young talent, um, mixed in w- with some veterans for sure, with guys like Donaldson, a, a Keiko, and all these other things. But 
maybe maybe they're still just a year away or something like that. You know, I feel like and, Atlanta Atlanta team sports in general they always say they're one year away. Falcons, the Hawks when they were you know in the East making the playoffs all those years. Well, they always have the talent. They always have talent. They do always and have the Braves, talent. even with the Chipper Jones years, they always had great regular season teams. And again, going back to that Dodgers thing, they just once it got to October playoff time for the football teams, they would just not not make it. Honestly, my my pick, I think the winner of this series is going to make it to the World Series. It's I interesting. Think, I think the Braves or the Cardinals, whoever wins this series, I think they will grind out whoever they play in the next round and make it to the World the Series. N- the NL is, is 100% confusing to me right now. It, I, it, it really is. It, everyone is incredibly even. I, I think when going into when we looked at the AL, I think we saw, look, out of the four teams, the Yankees and the Astros are the most dominant. The the Rays are very good and yeah and and, oh. it, and it didn't surprise me that lowest payroll and yeah it didn't goal. surprise me that the Astros didn't sweep them I mean it surprised me seeing the Rays actually light up Granky in in Game yeah. Three because the fact that Zach Granky your your three again just like a Corbin that's ridiculous but it didn't surprise me that that, that the Rays got a game from them they they are a very very good team Kevin Cash is a great manager um, but. Out of the four teams, the Yankees and the Astros look like okay. They're gonna they're gonna get out of this. One hundred percent. You looked at you looked at the National League and again. Even with how talented the Dodgers were, it was alpha of a coin. Any of those four teams could could go on. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a crapshoot. But in this Braves Cardinals series, both bullpens really scare me. Oh, one hundred percent. Trust me. With someone as someone that that went to college in Georgia and has a lot of still good friends uh, over there oh, yeah. and has a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, still tweeting at me shout out Ryan Good uh, they are still they are very unsure of their bullpen too and, and, and my buddy today Ryan had a, had a good point of the, the bullpen did do well today and Keiko didn't do well in, in, in game 4 until uh, Tehran in the 10th inning but I, I, I just don't think that that the manager and the team fully trust their bullpen. They don't have that one shutdown guy. No. They went out and got what Shane Green and Mark and Mark Melanson from the Giants. And if I were them, looking at the Giants, I think that they should have went fully in on fully in on Will Smith, on someone that that is a shutdown closer. And again, you can't give the ball to Will Smith in the fourth inning when when Keiko has a tough start. No. But but to have somebody that in the back of your mind you know. We're going to need this guy in the 8th or ninth inning. He's going to give us at least three outs. He is the man. Is a huge, huge, huge gift. They don't have that guy. They should have. They should have went for that. And, you know, especially if they make it through this round, they could have used Will Smith a lot being successful against those left-handed power bats for the Dodgers. Exactly. Why would you not go out and get the best left-handed, uh, one of the best left-handed closers in the game? You know, uh, you got to go out and do that. You know, they got Melanson. He's had his ups and downs, like kind of the, the, the story of the last couple of years for him. They keep going back to him, but that's kind of all they have. They don't really have anyone else that can really close a game with some confidence. Yeah, I mean, they're doing what a lot of other teams are doing as far as, you know, um, using multiple starters. And they're using Max Freed, who's a really, really talented young guy, lefty. They're kind of using him out of the bullpen as kind of that long guy, or, you know, he can go three innings or whatever you want him to go. And that's great, and, and, and that's what makes the playoffs so interesting is how these guys, especially in five-game series, how are you going to use that guy that's kind of your number four starter or even your number three starter? You're, you're going to bring a Corbin out of the pen, a Max Freed out of the pen, a Scherzer out of the pen, all these different things. But to not have that one guy that's going to slam the door on the other team is going to hurt in the playoffs. It's going to hurt in the playoffs for sure. And the Braves, the Braves lineup right now, the only person that's hitting over – 
and I'm in this series, the only person that's batting over 200 or 250, excuse me, is Albies and Acuna. Everyone else in that starting lineup is batting Yeah, but, a, but, a, but it was Acuna's fault for losing that first game because he didn't sprint out of the box. Look, I, I, and he's ruining baseball, says the old white guy screaming on his porch. God, I hated that. that uh, look, he's a great player. He's, he is an amazing player. Sure. He, in retrospect, should have ran out of the box harder in the, in the first He should have been game. on second base and, on that play. Yes. Yeah. Should have been on, been on a second base. And yes, in the long run, it became a one-run game. It became a one-run game because he had a two-run bomb in the, in the ninth inning to make it a one-run game. The guy is one of the top, easily a top ten talent in, yeah. in, 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 in all the majors. And what are you, 21 years old? 21 years old. And so it's, come on, like, the guy got, the guy led them there. And again, he should have been running out of the box harder. But... Yeah, he had four hits tonight. Yeah, that, 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 they kind of focused on that one play. That that didn't lose him the game. They had so many other opportunities with guys on base to drive him in. Uh, but he was four for five tonight. Um, but other than that, you know, Donaldson's batting 133 in this series. Freeman, 125, had that big home run in game two. He's, he's been tough. Lately. He's been tough. But on the Cardinals side, same thing. The rest of their lineup outside of Goldschmidt is batting 438 with two bombs. And Ozuna, 471 with two bombs in this series. Yachty had those clutch hits today, which is all that, that clutch hit today, which is all that mattered for them in the, in the long run. But the rest of their lineup, you know, Colton Wong, 176, Fowler, you know, hitting under 100. You know, they, they're they really struggling as a lineup too. So this last game could be a slugfest. Everyone could get hot in one game because they've all been struggling. So this could be a, a high-scoring game in game five. Yeah, I think the, uh, the end of these division series are going to be really interesting. And obviously the rest of the playoffs are. We have a lot of... Very evenly matched teams, which, which uh, obviously makes playoff baseball something that's on the edge of your seat, no matter if you're a fan for the for the team or not. You know, obviously we're Bay Area guys, Giants guys, and stuff. Uh, uh, our quote unquote team is out of the race, but that doesn't matter at all. Playoff baseball, I don't think there's anything like it, um, especially the way that managers use use their the rosters and stuff, and and that's what makes it really really fun to me. Um, you know, any, any moment can can really change a full series, even though it might be five games or seven games. One little play, one small thing, whether it be a home run or a, or a pass ball, <laughs> can change the outcome of the game. One walk, one not running out of the, running out of the box, <laughs> can change the outcome of the, of the game. So, look, we uh we got a lot of fun things going on with with the playoffs, with the with football starting to hit its stride. So we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, finally coming back. Um, congrats on getting married, John. Uh, congrats to you and Brandy. Hope you, hopefully you found uh, all the buns you ripped off during the the, the thriller dance. So uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, shout out to me to uh, to me losing twenty four dollars for for uh, losing my tie. So always a great wedding when that when that happens. Uh, somehow I lost my socks, my deodorant, my comb, my hair. Uh, not my hair, Jesus. My hair su- stuff, my, my, my hair supply, whatever you want to call it, my, my, my cream, a little bit of the gel, a little bit of the cream, whatever, because it keeps it up there. Uh, but that's when it's a fun time, obviously. You know, uh, we, weekend at Billy's couldn't have gotten any better. Yeah, <laughs> so. week, Weekend at Billy's was classic. Thank you to you being a part of it and being a big part of, of celebrating us. And, and no idea what I said in my speech, though. Yeah. No, your that. speech was good. <laughs> your speech was good. And um, no, it was awesome. So. Uh, definitely glad to be back on the air and, and looking forward to playoff baseball and week six of the NFL, man. So Yeah, I mean, John's back from, from his uh, Maui Wally trip, and uh, you know hopefully he's uh, not as busy as a little, little time. But, no, I'm uh, on Hawaii time now. Yeah. I am always available. Uh, that'll be. But we, we'll, uh, we both will have a little more time uh, coming up here, too, and, and get back to it on a regular basis. And uh, to everyone that's out there, stay washed. Happy to be back. Stay washed.
Woo!